Radio Oswego, W249BC Mattydale, W261AC Oswego, WTKWHD2 Bridgeport, ESPN Radio. Jumper on the way, good! Tyus Battle nails the three! Dungey leaps and into the end zone for Dungey, a touchdown! If that's not on every highlight show tonight, then I, I don't know who's watching. Powered for Soaring through the air. High-flying Slovakian. Screen pass here. He'll get one. And he stays alive, and he's got room to the 10. One man to beat. He'll do it. Touchdown, Syracuse. And for Syracuse, party time. The upset. Pulled by the Orange. They defeat Clemson 27-24. The penetration. Step back. Oh, a pressure bucket for Tyus Battle. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Powered by Drivers Village and Hummel's Office Plus. Hour number two of Orange Nation underway on ESPN Radio. Stephen Fonte, Seth Goldberg with you on a Friday edition of the show leading up to the weekend, as promised, we kick off hour number two with a very special guest, SU's Director of Athletics, John Wildhack, joins us now. John, it's, it's been a while. How was your summer? How are things? Uh, summer was great, Stephen Seth. Good to be with you guys, but uh, fall season's here, so we're fired up. We're ready to go. Yes, and uh, we already have a game under our belts. We saw Syracuse go on the road. First road opener, true road game for the Orange since 2010, and Took care of business at Western Michigan, 55-42. First and foremost, just curious to get your your thoughts, your observations, your takeaways from that opening night victory. Uh, I think, you know, first half we played flawless on, on, you know, defense, offense, special teams, you know, just exceptional the first 30 minutes. You know, they made a run in the third quarter, and, um, you know, I was really impressed how we never lost our poise. Eric came back in the game. We got a score. Uh, defense made a big play. Keelan, Keelan with the pick that uh, Chris Slayton called with his uh, cause with his pressure, turned that into a touchdown and reestablished our control of the game. And you know we beat a team two years ago that was 12 and 0 and almost beat Wisconsin in the Cotton Bowl. And a lot of those players are still Western Michigan, so they're a they're a good team. And b as you guys know, any win on the road is a really good win. I'm sure that flight back was uh, was happy and, and exciting, and, and now you come back and, and you get three weeks in the Dome. Um, and, and uh, I mean, I can't wait. We'll be out there for a quad show before the game, um, and, and it should just be an exciting time. But but how great is it for, for you, the athletic department, and, and this team to be able to get three straight weeks in their own building, in the Dome, and then one of those weeks is a big marquee opponent with Florida State? Yeah, it's it's great to be home. There's, there's, there's no place better than home, right? And... Um... You know, we, so we look forward to this homestand, and uh, you know, every game will be competitive. Obviously, our fans have circled the Florida State game, but you know, it starts tomorrow with Wagner, and uh, you know, we got to be prepared to play. All you got to look at is Appalachian State last week versus Penn State. They should have won that game. So any, anything can happen, and uh, we're excited for the home opener. We're excited for you know, the, uh, the announcement that we made earlier this week in terms of the fan enhancements. Uh, to uh, to the game day experience, and we're ready and excited to uh, implement those. All right, since you brought that up, uh, John, uh, why don't you you lay it out for us? Uh, what 
are some of the differences fans can expect to see when they get to the Dome? And, and what are some of the changes that have been built into the game day experience for the fans, uh, you know, in the quad and, and, and once they get in the Dome before kickoff? Yeah, I think, you know, I think, um, you know, Q's on the quad is going to be a, a food and beverage uh, area. On the quad, that can accommodate between 400 and 500 people. It'll open three hours before kickoff. So people can come in. They can get some food. They can get something to drink. We'll have live music, a DJ. We'll have a couple screens there so they can watch you know, other college football games. So we think it's a really great way. Plus, yeah, that the marching band's on the quad. We've got activities for kids. We really might want to make the quad a pregame destination for all our fans. And I think Houston, the quad is, uh, you know, will certainly help us do that. So, you know, that's number one. And then, you know, getting into the stadium, um, if gates open two hours before kickoff, so tomorrow that's one thirty. So if you enter between one thirty and three o'clock, you'll receive a voucher, and that voucher is redeemable until kickoff, and it entitles you to fifty percent off on all food and non-alcoholic uh, beverage items. Um, so again, we want we want to entice and enhance and encourage our fans to get to the game early. So that when when we kick the ball off, the dome is you know the dome is is rocking from the outset of the game. And then for our students, um, once we get under the ten minute mark to go in the third quarter, students will re- receive a fifty percent discount again on all uh, on food and all non alcoholic beverage items through the remainder of the game. And they can use their SU Supercard to redeem that. And everything that we're kind of implementing, and I've got more too, um, which I'm happy to add to, is really a direct result, guys, of feedback that we've gotten from surveys, um, in-person meetings, uh, focus focus groups that we've done with our fans. So this is everything that we're implementing is 100% directly related to feedback we've gotten from our fans. You know, John, with, with the, the the voucher and that cutoff ending half an hour before the kickoff, couldn't help but notice that part. And and I think there are certain people you can't uh, you can't do anything about. They're going to try and sneak in that bathroom run. They're going to try and sneak in, you know, that extra hot dog or or set of nachos or whatever it might be. But how important is it to to try and get everybody in their seats and and you know at the game really for kickoff and for the start? Well, I think it's important because, you know, points scored or points uh, given up in the first quarter count the same as they do in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well yes, said. Right? I so, mean, you know, simply I mean, put, yeah. That basic is, you know, we, you know, we want to, you know, we, we need, you know, we need our 12th man. We need to be the loud house from, you know, two minutes before kickoff through the end of the game. And when that happens, and we saw it last year with Clemson, you know, the impact that our fans have, on on uh, on the environment in the dome is dramatic, and I think you know arguably when it's when it's at that's what it was against Clemson. It's as good a home field advantage there is in the country, and we need to replicate that you know week in and week out because we want this to be a really really tough place to play for our opponents. You know, I, I look at the attendance figures from last year and compare them to, to 2016, and you, you got a bump of about uh, 1,100 fans per game last year. And it seems like the product is getting better. Seems like there's more excitement around this team. And, you know, Eric Dungy is a senior, and Dino Babers year three, and so on and so forth. And, and you would expect, I think, or at least we expect, that the attendance will, you know, continue to kind of move in the right direction. Do you ever think that this town will get back to 
you know, Saturdays when there's 40 plus thousand on a regular basis or is, or is that too much to ask for right now? You know, that's, if that's our goal and, um, you know, we're, we're, that's our goal. And, um, you know, it's, diff- it's, it's different than it was 20 years ago. Um, attendance is an issue across, you know, not only college football, but all sports, but we want to work. And it's one of the things we want to do is make the game day ex- experience memorable for our fans. Um, we want it to be, you know, all right, you can sit home or you can watch, but you're going to miss out on things. And if you go to the game and you enjoy the quad pregame, you take advantages of the food and beverage discounts, we're going to have an in-venue stadium show, which I don't think anybody else in the country is doing. It'll produce content uh, when there's long television timeouts, and we're going to have interviews, and we'll have highlights of other games and contests and that type of thing. So we want to create, while the football game's the centerpiece, we want to create a great experience to complement the football game. So when our fans leave, you know, they're going to go back home and say, you know, we want to go next week and we got to get our friends to go next week. And we want to get our neighbors to go next week. And you know what? You ought to do this because it's a really fun experience. We're talking with Syracuse athletic director, John Wildhack, and and you hit on it there. um, And it's something I wanted to ask you, given your background on the TV side and now what you do now with, with Syracuse and being the athletic director, adding these experiences, I would imagine has to be an effort to combat the product on the TV. Uh, but how difficult is it to fight back against that in you know an age where the product on TV is so good and the picture is so great that 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 can be a difficult thing to to fight up against? Yeah, in some ways, television's our best friend. It's also you know it's also a direct competitor, right? Because it's you know it provides us the exposure, obviously the revenue that we receive through the ACC conference. But as you guys say, that the at-home experience has improved dramatically over the past ten years. So there's no question. And again, part of this is we need to provide things that you can't get if you choose to stay home. And if we and if we do that and we do that the right way, again, I think you kind of create a culture and a mentality that yeah, you can stay home and watch the game, but you know what, you're going to be missing out on a lot of fun things. So let's go to the game. A couple weeks ago, John, I had a chance to sit down with with Dino Babers, and we did our annual one-on-one interview uh, going into the season for for News Channel 9, and I asked him what the ceiling is for the Syracuse program and what his vision is one day for this program. And I thought I was going to get some coach speak, and he was going to say, you know, there's there's no ceiling, and we want to compete for national championships and and so on and so forth. But as we both know with Dino, you you normally don't get coach speak. Like, he gives you a genuine answer, and he gave me a genuine answer that day. And he he said he he envisioned Syracuse being like – Stanford someday, you know, private institution, high academic standards, competing for conference titles, you know, year in and year out and and going to quality bowl games year in and year out. Uh, So I'm going to ask you the same question. Do you see a ceiling? Do you know, what is your ultimate vision for Syracuse football someday? Well, I think, again, we want to be a team that's relevant nationally on an annual basis. um, And we think we can get there and we're not going to come up with excuses why, why we can't. Instead, we're going to look to create, opportunities that can accelerate and get us to where we all want to be, including our fan base. You know, to me, part of it is, and I learned this from, from covering the NFL for so many years, is you look at your division, right? So what we want to be is we want to be where we're, where we're competitive at the top end of our division against Clemson, against Florida State, against Louisville every year, because if we are, then we'll be relevant nationally. Then we'll be like a Stanford. Then we'll be playing in in big bowl games, we'll be competing for conference championships. So, you know, a lot is we've, you know, the Atlantic division of the ACC, I think is as good as any division in college football. 
you know, that and probably the, uh, the SEC West and the Big Ten East. And if, if we're competitive in that division, then we'll be relevant nationally. John, as we look big picture, obviously the school year underway, we're, you know, week three of the academic year, and, and that means that all the sports are, are back on the field, not just uh, with football, but uh, field hockey already underway, soccer underway, uh, to name two of the, and, and cross country, to name a couple of the bigger fall sports. What's the outlook around the athletic department? How, how have these teams uh, done getting off to the start of the year? Now, overall, we're very, very pleased. Last, last weekend, we had seven competitions, and we won them all. So when you, know, when you go 7-0, and oh, that, that's a beautiful weekend, guys. It certainly is. And, of course, everybody, you know, I don't want to move past the football season, but, man, this basketball team looks awfully good going into the winter, doesn't it? Well, I think both basketball teams yeah. can be really, really good. And, you know, there's a lot of similarities because, you know, Jim's got five starters back for the first time in 20 years. And, you know, you add the players that we're adding, um, you know, it's uh, we could be a real force this year. And same thing for Q. He's got all his starters coming back, ninety-five percent of his scoring, and the newcomers that he's added. So it could be uh, it could be a really fall fun uh, late fall um, early winter. But uh, I don't. I'm not looking too far ahead right now. The focus is on our fall sports and and obviously uh, our football program. You mentioned Coach Q and his team, and, and I'm just curious, uh, wh- how great is it to watch you know, Brittany Sykes and, and the success that she and her team had this year in the WNBA? And she was one of the anchors of, of that team that went to the Final Four a couple years ago. It must be great to see her making that impact at the next level. Yeah, I think any time you see one of our, you know, one of our former student-athletes you know, play professionally, have success professionally, be a key cog on their team, and help get their team to the postseason and make a deep, deep run as, as Brittany did. It's terrific, and it reflects well on Coach Q. Reflects well on the coaching staff how we develop our players. You know, Brittany's a, she's a, she's a great, great young person, and uh, and it certainly uh, is something that we can point to in our recruiting efforts. You come here, you know, we'll develop you, and uh, we develop you're going to have the opportunity to play professionally. John, last thing I wanted to ask about, and, and I know you talked about this a little bit last week, and there were some reports about the apparel deal, um, and, and with Nike, it's coming to a close. I'm curious, what what kind of things are do you look for when you go out and you're talking with Nike or whoever else it might be for that next deal? You know, I think you know, you want to you want to do something that enhances you know the overall you know the overall department, right? And first and foremost is all right, the, the equipment that you get for for our teams, the quality of that equipment that you get for the teams, the volume equipment you get for that, for the, for our teams, you know, that's, you know, the first and foremost component. And then the, you know, then from there it's a, it's a business negotiation. All right, John, well, the way you just described Brittany Sykes a moment ago, that, that describes James Mungro does, I mean, and, and he's going to be part of the, the new entertainment, right? Inside the dome pregame and, and during timeouts in, in halftime. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, 3.30 kick in the dome. Uh, I'll be out on the quad at 2.30. John, I know you'll be out there on the quad as well. Look forward to seeing you and uh, continued success at Syracuse. Well, thanks, guys. It's supposed to be a great day tomorrow, mid 60s. So, you know, come on out. Let's pack the quad pregame and we see you know, for I'm doing a shameless plug here for season tickets. Q.com backslash tickets or call one eight eight don't tick. All right, it's going to feel like football weather tomorrow. I'm really looking forward to it. There he is the director of athletics at Syracuse University, John Wildhack. We do need to take a time out. Three one five four three seven seventy six forty four. Phone lines open the rest of the way. We are back after this on ESPN Radio.